This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Greetings. This is Jedi Master Obi-Wan Kenobi. I'm about to have a conversation. I, Master Plo, have you heard of this conversation? Yes, Kotor Obi-Wan. You're listening to Star Wars Conversations here indeed. Welcome to Conversations, I'm Charles. And I'm Pat, and this is... Episode 46. Creativity and imagination, cutting-edge technology and immersive storytelling. Turning unique characters into cultural icons that are instantly identifiable. This creative mind can only be one man. Walt Disney! Uh, these creative minds can only be two men. <laughs> Walt Disney and George Lucas. This is the appearance of our special friends. Well, I don't know if they're special, but they're our friends. The Hyperspace Podcast. No, no. Um, Hyperion no. Adventures Podcast. There you go. Maybe we'll take that name. Since we're a, you know, a pretty exclusively Star Wars podcast, I you knew I was going to say Hyperspace Adventures Podcast. You knew it. And we're good with that. Actually, yeah. we love it. We love it. <laughs> we love being on your show. And we've loved having you on our show in the past. Yeah. You guys have such an energy. You bring smiles to faces immediately. So we're so happy to have you guys on our show with us. And oh, thank not you. only that, not only that, you guys also represent 33% of our listenership. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be sure we keep listening for at least one more episode, correct? Right? Just yeah. one. Just one more. <laughs> <laughs> No, we're honored to be on your Definitely. show. Uh, we, you know, we fell in love with your show a long time ago. We listen regularly whenever your episodes drop. You guys yeah. talking about energy and fun, and while still passing along the Star Wars knowledge, uh, it's so great. And you know, you're also, you know, we've become, you know, pretty good. Although we haven't met in person yet, but we're looking right. forward to doing that coming up here soon uh, in February. Um, you know, we've had a pretty good friendship going with you guys, and then uh, you know, my somewhat co-host on the Jedi Temple Archives podcast, Rob LaBerry, Master Rob, who uh, really takes me in and just lets me, you know, play around in the Jedi Temple Archives every once in a while. But uh, you guys have such a great show, and you guys had a great show with him just a couple weeks ago. I mean, you guys delved into the Darksaber. We really enjoyed it. It was so good. And, you know, one thing people don't understand about your guys' show is that Whenever you talk to him, we've just been spending about 20, 25 minutes talking to you before we even started this show. <laughs> you guys have a lot of fun off the air. And I knew that you and Rob had a little fun off the air. And I got a little piece of it. And, you know, the interesting thing about it is that I, I know you guys know Rob. He likes to drink a little bit. I know you guys have to drink right now. You like to drink a little bit. So this may be a little interesting when you hear it. But let's hear a little bit of the edited out, the director's cut of that Darksaber episode. <laughs> I, I, I do have to preface this, you know, I told you guys before we started this episode that you guys are the geniuses. You are the ones who uh, named your show Conversation. <laughs> <laughs> 
and um, you know, we're all together in this uh, crazy, chaotic, beautiful, forcing, fantastic uh, family. Yeah, you two have spent literally hundreds of dollars creating nerdtastic scenarios. Yeah, I some Elf on a Shelf merch at the store, so it's it's getting to be that time again. Oh, just a little glimpse of what happens behind the scenes, especially as you get late into the hours of recording. Um, you know, I, you guys have a lot of fun. Wow. That's, I think Charles hung up at that point. Um, <laughs> anyway, guys, you guys, the show is great. Uh, love the information you pass on, but you do it in such a fun and entertaining way. That's why we love your right. show. Talk and, about energy. Yeah. You have such awesome energy. Right. It's amazing. And that's why we've been happy to have you on our show a couple of times. I mean, I think we have a good rapport between it, and we, it's just fun, and that's what we like to do. We like to have fun. We like to be positive and, you know, more positivity out there in the world, but definitely in the Star Wars community is a great thing. Absolutely, sure. and that's that's one of the one of the main things that we had wanted to address with our podcast is that we love Star Wars, all of it. We know that there's a lot of negativity out there in the fandom, and we didn't want to ever um, contribute to that. Right. So you know, we intentionally started off everything um, with uh, that positivity in mind the creative explosion that we see right now in this golden age of content is absolutely fantastic. And as a star Wars fan, as a Disney fan, you can't help but realize that the horizon is just glowing with awesomeness for star Wars and who better to have on to be able to bridge those two pieces than Tom and Michelle from the Hyperion adventures podcast. Uh, Again, thank Thank you you. very much for having us. It's really a pleasure. So before we start (laughs) with our topic, Pat will ask this question to you guys. Star Wars or Star Trek? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that wasn't scripted. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, no, I mean, no, no, just kidding. No, don't answer it. Don't answer it. You'll incriminate yourself. Don't do it. Uh, if, Michelle, oh. if you could have lunch with anyone from Star Wars, whether it's um, creators, artists, actors, characters, anyone involved with Star Wars to any degree, real or fictitious, who would it be? And what would you talk about? Um, well, I have two answers. We've <laughs> already established that there are no rules to this. And so. this is like typical Hyperion Adventures podcast yeah. approach. <laughs> Sounds like I got two answers. <laughs> He's rubbing off on it. Okay. All right, and one of these, feel free to edit out. <laughs> All right, so I took some liberties. Um, not that I ever do that with any of the topics, but so I was like, <laughs> I'm blushing. Okay, so <laughs> rather than lunch, I was wondering, like, would it be okay to say, like, I smoke weed and have some snacks with Ludwig Aronson? <laughs> and, you know, and I can 
imagine think? being in the room with all those instruments, you know, and, you know, getting high. Like, all right, man, <laughs> I pulled out the theater one more time. Part of the Mandalorian theme. I don't understand. Wow, that's awesome. You think Lippin' Gordon to smoke weed? I don't, I, I don't know where this is coming from. He, I mean, not that he would, but a didgeridoo would make a pretty cool bomb, cool probably. <laughs> let's say, but all right, so let's go back to having lunch. <laughs> Now, I typically get really scared and tongue-tied when I'm around famous people. <laughs> and I always go, you know, like afterwards, like, dang, why didn't I say this? Or why didn't I bring up that? So I think to bridge that, I, I could probably do okay with K2SO. <laughs> you know? I, nice. I, I, I think our humor style kind of meshes well, and we could have a, a, a really great time, you know, and I could probably pull from him Cassian's story and not have to wait for Disney Plus to put it out there, you know? Because <laughs> he's not stealing the prize off your plate. <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> so that, I guess, would be my answer. <laughs> Fantastic. That's the first K2SO. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. I have the opposite problem when I meet people. Um, we we <laughs> took a photo with Sam Witwer, and it was it was, it was our Hondo and Cad day at Star Wars Celebration. Oh so I'm dressed as Hondo, and you know we 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 did the whole like he had finger guns, and <laughs> we like immediately surrendered like because we're the two. Oh my god! Characters of Clone Wars, and he's still better than us because right. he is. So we're leaving the, the the photo op, and I was like, "You were a nurse and being human, and I'm a nurse too, and I love you. Thank you so much." Like, <laughs> idiotic nonsense. I love but, it. Uh, you know, it just it just happens, and and that's that's what I do. So I'm, I'm glad that we have that yin and yang, you and I. That's good. <laughs> One of us knows how to shut the hell up. <laughs> love it, love it. <laughs> you get thrown to you now, honey. Yes. Oh, me. Yes, no, same... there is that. So, same question to Tom. Well, my question, my answer will not be nearly as interesting as that. <laughs> uh, actually, you've already asked me this question before, and I've talked about it. And uh, it's Dave, it's Dave Filoni, um, and even more so now as we uh, progress through more episodes of the Mandalorian and, and you know, we've watched uh, the, the Gal Disney gallery, the Mandalorian and, and seeing how just when he speaks, like everybody around the table, there are these big name directors, these big name producers, special effects, um, all, all these big, they just shut up and listen to him talk about star Wars right. because he knows he's the closest thing to George right now in star Wars. He's telling the best stories uh -huh. along with John Favreau right now, them two combined together. Um, I'm convinced that he should be, at least uh, the main consultant of all things Star Wars right now, like they shouldn't do anything without running through him first uh, to, to you know, say, look, th would this be what George's idea of this should be? Um, he's just, I, I'm amazed by all the things he does, all the stories he does, and he rarely fails with anything he does. Are there blips, you know, bumps in the road? Sure, there are for anybody. Uh, but I just think he's doing the best. And he, he speaks to me. Like when he was talking, not only was, were they shutting up, I would just shut up and listen to him mm. talking. It sounded like 
he's talking directly to me, you know, <laughs> as a Star Wars fan, uh, because he was agreeing with a lot of things I agree about the Star Wars, I feel about the Star Wars universe. And that's what we love about this question is that it can change mm. for people. Yeah. Right, and right. have new and different meanings to people, you know, later. Right, right. Because I know right. that I, I, had asked, I had asked Charles this, um, you know, when we first started this crazy adventure, and um, and then I asked you what again uh, about a month, two months ago. Yeah. And um, and it was a different answer, which mm -hmm. is really very cool. That's exciting. We'll have to pass that along to Ludwig and um, <laughs> what his thoughts are on that uh, as well. Right. Whenever it clears. Yeah. <laughs> the smoke, I mean. Right. <laughs> That episode of Disney uh, Gallery, The right. Mandalorian, and then he just walking through there, and he pulls out, and this is my recorder, and then he rips off that, that famous note from The Mandalorian, and I just like yeah. really fell out of my chair. I'm like, that's where that came from? Yeah. <laughs> Giant recorder in the real hair? And then you see yeah. him on, in the volume and with his phone playing right. the the song, and Favreau's there, that's it, that's it, that's, that's the theme right, right there. <laughs> that's how it happens. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know if you guys heard that, but very much under his breath, he said, it's all thanks to Michelle. I don't know if you guys heard that part. It's true. It's true. He did reference that conversation. He did. I mean, you've got to put on the closed captioning. It's so subtle with it. But it's there. It's totally there. And and I, not to get not to get way off track. Um, but we're way off track. Um, no. The the chapter ten of the Mandalorian has a little bit of a Ray theme at the beginning. Oh Ooh. really? I didn't pick that up. Oh, oh wow! Watch it for the fourth time. Yeah. Go yeah. go watch the episode again. Um, because wow. I mean you're going to anyway. Come on, who are you kidding? Again and again. Right. Yeah. And there's a there's a little touch of of um of either the scavenger or Ray's theme in there, which. Was really yeah. cool because that's my favorite piece from the new trilogy. Yeah, it's beautiful. So, um, it's awesome. So yeah. I I yeah. picked up. I was like, wait a minute. On oh, my third viewing, I think I picked it up and I was like, <laughs> no, that's that. Wow. Okay. That's wow. Cool. That's yeah. Cool. yeah. So I introduced this um, episode kind of uh, ambiguously on purpose because both of because all of the qualities I mentioned in the intro apply to both Walt and George. I think that. Really, if you're the Walt Disney Company and you're looking for something spacey or um, sort of otherworldly or having to do with creatures and um, and puppets and things like that, you're going to two people, and that's Jim Henson mm -hmm. and George Lucas, hmm. right? To to really kind of marry those two mindsets. Between the you know the the real world application of magic that Disney's so impressive at, mm -hmm. and the the ideas and the application of the, those sort of weird and strange things uh, that George was so good at uh, was perfect, like um, uh, with Captain EO that was in oh, in Epcot. That's right. And uh, to have them work together on that was was fascinating because I I, I had known I'd seen it when I was young mm -hmm. because I'm younger than a couple of you, um, <laughs> but I remember I remember seeing that shortly after it was released in Epcot, 
but being too young to really make the connection. But then when they brought it back, um, what, 10 years ago now? Gosh. Um, to Epcot. And then I, 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 I went every time I was in Epcot because I love, I love Michael Jackson. Right. Right. And just, just, I mean, his music, his style, his dancing, just all of it. Like Michael Jackson's that's my jam. So, um, I'm not going to tell you that sometimes at 3 AM when I'm walking down the halls of the hospital, I throw a little kick, kick move in. Um, as, we need as, um, so i'm not gonna tell you that sometimes that does happen but sometimes that does happen happen. so so just you know my 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 appreciation for michael jackson is is very strong and um so you know when it returned to epcot i got more involved with the production of that and kind of immersing myself in that and, you know, obviously knowing that George had a huge hand in that was really cool because every time I went, I would look for more of his fingerprints on it. And that was really a very cool merger between because you can see the Disney elements, you can see the, the Star Wars type elements, and they come together so well. It was, I mean, it was a brilliant idea mm-hmm. to have them work together on that. And very creative, too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and a three D film, which is you know they they, they it wasn't the first three D film that right. Disney had done, but uh, definitely they took a huge step forward at that point, bringing this along. And you, you throw in yes, uh, Lucas, the creative of George, uh, the creativity of George Lucas. Um, it was I believe it was Francis Ford Coppola that directed that. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That. And then you're talking about the King of Pop, the guy who is arguably the biggest pop star in the world at right. that point and for much of his career. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and it put it all into there. And it is a outer space um, fantasy, right. sci-fi fantasy. It was every, you know, it was an amazing thing to go there. And we had it at Disneyland. Michelle probably saw it over at Epcot. Right. I saw it over at Disneyland because we had it at Disneyland as well. And me growing up on the West Coast, that's where I experienced it and just loved it. Right. Yeah, I agree. You know, it was such smart uh, business aspect to to incorporate this thing that was, you know, that they saw growing in terms of Star Wars, but not to replicate it, not to necessarily draw away from it, but to have its own identity and yet fit in with what people were really interested in. Mm. Yeah. And all the all the sort of weird, kooky creatures mm-hmm. on the ship and 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 on the planet and all were were mm-hmm. very much like you wouldn't be surprised to see them in a cantina somewhere right sure. right yeah. right yeah funny easter egg actually some of those things popped in oh, on some gosh, on one yeah. of these episodes like somewhere along the line, yeah. and you know if you think about you know captain eo as like the inception of the disney slash lucas collaboration with of course you know uh the creative titan of Michael Jackson and you've got Francis Ford Coppola. Right. The year after that is when Star Tours opened. There's a certain nostalgia to it. It's maybe not necessarily as whiz bang boom as let's say the Rise of the Resistance. It still has that clunkiness to it, but they have been able to upgrade that and give the experience as the movies have progressed and as the new stories have come about to still keep it relevant and it's still 
personally, and I'm sure all of us sitting here tonight, still love that ride as a nostalgic piece, but also as an right. excitement piece to see, hey, how are they going to incorporate these new parts of the story into right. the Star Tours experience? Well, and it's evolved over time. I mean, when it first came out there, it was pretty much the same ride over and over again. It was still mm -hmm. great because as a kid, you know, you know, growing up with Star Wars, you wanted to do the trench run. Right. You wanted uh, to, you know, light speed to Endor, you know, and it was just, it was, it was everything you dreamed of in many regards, you know, as a Star Wars attraction. Then they closed it down, revamped it, uh, changed it to a 3D effect and, uh, you know, changed it. So there's varying storylines that get put together. And now they even change it more where they can, you know, add in these portions of new films right. and new characters into it and make it that much more evolving. Um, I still love Star Tours so much. Oh, I yeah. think Star Tours is, is, is excellent. It's a must do every time we're at the, either Disney's Hollywood studios or at Disneyland. It's, right. it still is, it's still a Star Wars, you know, one of the best attractions Star Wars has ever created. Yeah, it is. And, and if I can give a tip here, if you're short, <laughs> like me, you sit, you sit in the back row. You ask to sit in the back row because your feet can dangle then, and then you really feel the experience of the whole wow, ride. Wow, that's cool. <laughs> so we get a Michelle tip on Conversations Podcast. This is right. fantastic. See, the joke's on all of you because my feet don't touch in any row. Touche, <laughs> <laughs> love it. <laughs> I, and if, uh, the funny thing about Star Tours, I think I, I talked to Charles about this before we rode with the Rise of Skywalker updates. Yes. And I was like, ah, oh, you know what they're going to do? They're going to do that scene where they're on the skiffs. You know, they're heading towards um, um to try and find um, the Wayfinder. The, 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 right. The, um, you know, when, when 3PO's on the skiff and, he, you know, he's, he's all trying to hang on and everything and then you know pose there and the and the troopers are flying and he's they're flying now and the whole bit they're flying um, now <laughs> i was like they're gonna do that scene and then we're gonna crash and the whole bit and all this and then um they're gonna you know kylo's gonna pull the thing and all you know um <laughs> and then you go and it's not that at all yes right <laughs> yeah. right and i was like they got me again <laughs> <laughs> It's it's so funny because when we we rode we were in Walt Disney World when uh, Rise of Skywalker came out we went and saw it went to Disney Springs saw it the the morning it came oh, out that's the best we, place to see Star Wow nice we, we saw it the morning it came out officially not the you know the night before because we had some other stuff going on at Walt Disney World went the morning uh, then the next day we went to Hollywood Studios mm -hmm. and rode um, Star Tours and I, we knew that they are, that was when they had broken out the new oh, version right. out there. And we're riding it, and you know, we go and you're visiting the a Death Star, right. you know, the shell of the Death Star originally. And okay, that's cool. And then you know, you realize what's happening there, where you're going to go next, and you're like, oh my goodness, you know, spoiler alert yeah. if you haven't ridden it. Uh, we're going to be part of this attack. All right. of those ships that show up, this is amazing. I cannot believe that Star Tours is going to be part of it. Right. And now, don't you always look at that whenever you watch that back and try and look? Part of the Star Tours ship somewhere <laughs> in there. Just see where it is. Blasting that laser gun. Yeah. <laughs> we got to thank Threep and R2 for uh, 
for bringing us into the Battle of Exegol because, <laughs> right. yes. you know, I mean, that could have changed the, the, the tide of, of the battle. Right. We exactly. don't know. We, don't know. Those guns. we definitely took out one of those guns. <laughs> <laughs> we saved at least one planet. <laughs> one of the first movies that I watched after all of the Star Wars content, I got to admit, uh, was <laughs> The Black Hole. Now, mm-hmm. The Black Hole when I was young was the first thing that I remember experiencing and it was the most star Wars movie that I could relate to that came from Disney at that point. And Disney produced that movie almost as a direct competitive uh, franchise Mm -hmm. to star Wars. Mm -hmm. You could tell that from even back then Disney understood the blockbuster aspect of what star Wars had created. We've got a brand new genre here. It's going to take, everyone by storm and we need to get it on the story and still make it adventurous right. and still have a different spin on it. And it's not a ripoff by any means because it has a very different right. feel to it, but what a fantastic movie that was. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, it's interesting. And that was a period when everybody was trying to, after star Wars comes out and then of course empire strikes back, but everybody's trying to catch up and you know, how can we get now that suddenly um, space, you know, operas are, you know, <laughs> sci-fi operas are this, this great thing. Then they're, they're huge. We need to try and do this too. You know, Star Trek made a, a resurgence with Star mm-hmm. Trek, the movie. They tried to come out and, right. and they looked, this was a great property that we had that people loved, even though it went away, you know, didn't quite get the ratings, but there was a cult following. We need to bring this back. And then, yeah, Disney tried it with the, the black hole. And uh, the thing about the black hole is it's very much of, uh, rather than, yeah, you're, you're right, Charles. It's a little bit different than, you know, comparing to Star Wars, it's more like 20,000 leagues under the sea yes. in space in yes. many regards. Yeah. Yep. Um, but we have, but it also has very, like you were talking about Vincent and Maximilian, they look very similar to characters. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> well, they were definitely trying to get a little bit of a piece of that feel to it going in there. But um, it was, it's a fascinating movie. It was one of the first movies I watched uh, when Disney Plus came out too, just because I had, memories of it. it's a little bit dark for you know kids of that yes age, you know watching it um i think it was one of the first um pg disney tag movies yeah, I think. As a oh, matter wow. Of fact. yeah wow yeah um well it was at a time too where they were having a lot of struggle with which direction to go right. with you know with their animation and their films and everything so right so they're they're just trying they're throwing different things at the up. wall trying to figure out what they're going to do what this company is going to become um and uh but it was you know, and it was interesting. I, I don't know if it held up as much as I remembered it as a kid, but it was still cool to see once again. Yeah. We move on to probably the most immersive experience just before we had the Disney purchase of Star Wars. And I had never experienced it. Pat, shortly after we met, was extolling the values of the Star Wars weekends and having the experience in the parks <laughs> and as we I, see pat's t-shirt we would be remiss to not point out michelle's uh name tag that we would see uh in star tours the uh the store after you could go and purchase your own name tag there which is very very nice looking so give it over <laughs> the star wars weekends unless you want to be called michelle <laughs> i don't care i want it he doesn't care <laughs> <laughs> doesn't matter know anyhow right and if it's an arbest the only one who's gonna call him out about it is rob so right. don't worry yeah. <laughs> it's arbest for charles uh whatever yeah. don't worry about it uh but star wars weekends and how immersive that was before several uh weekends in the summer for several years 
And Pat and I actually had the chance to experience that together. And what a weekend that was. Very cool. I love Star Wars weekends. I still do. I still miss them every day. I cry about them occasionally. Um, <laughs> ultimately, um, what they have now is fantastic at the parks, which I'm sure we'll talk about um, at some point. I don't know. Um, <laughs> maybe we'll have a separate podcast about it. I don't know. But um, so, yeah, I mean, what they have is fantastic. But Star Wars Weekend, my goodness, it was it was it was fascinating. It was incredible. Mm -hmm. um, it was some of my first exposure to the 501st ah. Legion, um, you know, because I'd heard about, you know, people dressing up as Star Wars and I had dressed up as Star Wars. Who would do that? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's I mean that's hey look I dressed up I dressed up as Leia for your <laughs> celebration. celebration. <laughs> but, um, but Rob still uh, tells me he has nightmares about that watching that episode <laughs> on YouTube. <laughs> I've watched it twelve times. Um, so, so the fact is, um, you know, they had this this opportunity this this team up with star wars back before you know disney purchased star wars and they had a in essentially a mini convention every weekend for at first four weekends in the summertime to then five weekends and you know they had various uh people involved in the projects and it was incredible it was just it was fully immersive they had you know the parades they had the panels they had autograph people and um, all all this um, you know convention type stuff uh, on Disney property, which was really very cool. And um, if you don't know what we're referring to, look it up because it was fantastic. Because um, I mean, we could we could talk for several hours about Star Wars yeah. weekends in general. Right. That was also kind of my first real serious um exposure to james arnold taylor and how wonderful and talented and and gracious he is we'd like him to uh, to answer our uh, our questions <laughs> but it's fine don't worry about it um so um but that really just was um was an incredible experience for me every time i went i have um photos of my daughter um well video actually of her meeting c3po and uh she was like three and um you know and um so you know stuff like that and and, and she got her face painted as darth maul and um and the disney face paint people were like do you want us to be like pink or something she's like no his face is red and black like let's do it <laughs> when she was like four and they're like okay then and they're like and they're like well i mean you're a girl do you at least want glitter and she's like glitter is fine we can do glitter <laughs> so had like glittery darth maul and then and then you know one of my one of my first star wars weekend memories was um her meeting darth maul oh, and wow. everyone else um being almost like terrified by the encounter because he's so intimidating right and, oh yeah and i have this photo um that basically is her like profile and his profile oh yes that's right just, uh, just, wow. like he crouched down because she's she was very tiny at the time 
he crouched down and was like glaring at her and um she glared back and um, and so it was just like like everyone in the line was like super impressed um and and she just like didn't back down it was like that is really cool and it's, wow. it's one of my one of my favorite photos that i have of of i of bet being strong like that i'd be intimidated yeah yeah for and it's it's i was intimidated but, but <laughs> um <laughs> You know, when they have the special Jedi training, um, right. you know, Jedi training events with like Ahsoka and all Ahsoka trained her in, in wow. the ways of the Force oh, wow. and, and all that. And then she fought Vader as Ahsoka and um, just, I mean, all that stuff was just really um, unique, fun and, and, and exciting for me. Right. <laughs> as a grown ass man. <laughs> um, that's how we weekend. So, well, you can't so, touch the floor. Are you really a grown ass man? <laughs> uh, not according to Rob from the Jedi Temple. I'm, I'm still an Ewok, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I would say that for in being able to compare Star Wars weekends to the conventions that we've we've attended. So whether that be the one day in Orlando or the mm. full experience that we had in Chicago, Star Wars weekends represented the most up close and personal experience with star wars that i've ever had i had never cosplayed anything like that before and mm -hmm. that weekend we saw people because the first week the, the star wars weekend that we went together we actually didn't we really cosplay we had some t-shirts and whatever but we saw people who were uh, at that time were allowed to uh, have a bit more inventive uh, cosplay on mm -hmm. property and then when you saw the parade james arnold taylor ian mcdermott I could not believe how up close and personal these these Star Wars figures were at that time. And the when they shut them down and you know there was no more Star Wars weekends, little did we know that the, the purchase of of Star Wars by Disney was coming down the pike shortly thereafter. It represented like it's like wow, what a downer that's going to be. It's like no more Star Wars weekends. Thankful we were able to get there before they ended. We had some tickets, we had some posters. And obviously right. great memories. But in typical Disney fashion, they were able to transform the park from a Disney experience into a Star Wars experience overnight. When you right. walked in there, there was Star Wars everywhere. Again, the Disney magic comes through and you see the, the, the seeds of the creativity and the way that these two properties work together is just such a kismet. Right. Right. I mean, it really just kind of speaks to the whole thing where Disney is trying to, you know, do exactly what you all experienced. You felt immersed in the situation in the in the situation and you ha you came out with amazing memories. Mm. And that's what it's all about. Mm -hmm. You know, it's that that really just describes it well. And, you know, and they it it does seem like they are trying to um continue that effort in different venues so that if somebody can't go to the parks how can they still have some essence of that immersive feeling mm. right one thing that we've also found out is you know um the star wars weekends we wish we could have made it uh -huh. to them uh, we every time we saw one we're like oh but it's all the way on the other side of the world <laughs> seems like to get for us out here in southern california right. you know we have 
we had a light uh, the season of the Force out here at Disneyland, right. but it was nothing compared to what Star Wars weekends were from what we saw and right. what you have described out there. So always wish. But we um, a couple of years back, they have, for a little while as they were building up before Star Wars Galaxy's Edge mm-hmm. opened, uh, they had a Star Wars tour out mm-hmm. at Disney's Hollywood Studios where they it was a guided tour. They would take you around mm-hmm. and they would take you to all the various Star Wars attractions that were going on during that point. And one of the things that the guides would tell us about is that once uh, Disney purchased Lucasfilm. They had to change their thinking on how they were going to approach. I'm stealing her story right now. Do you want to tell her, honey? You're doing a fine job, honey. Keep it up. I'll fill in the blank. <laughs> they had to change their approach to how they were going to put on these shows and how they, you know, the, the, what the, the Star Wars weekends were obviously a little bit of a. Yeah, I mean, there were so many Star Wars, um, you know, stars and characters and everything. It was a little bit of a hodgepodge, you know. They had to tell these differently because they kind of had to keep it within canon, try and keep it more within storyline unless they wanted to make it out to be this dream sequence like um, uh, Trials of the Temple. Um, Mm. It's it's, the Jedi Academy training. It's Trials of the Temple so that all these characters, these are apparitions of all these characters. So even though they're not in the same space in the timeline in canon, Uh, they can exist together out there because they aren't real. uh Um, They're just apparitions of of what you're you're seeing out there. So they had to kind of rethink this because now that they own Lucasfilm, uh, they wanted to be sure they try and keep everything as much within canon and within timeline as possible with a couple of bending of the rules. They right. bend the rules here and there, but they, they wanted to try and make that more of an experience with Shell. I think. Yeah, I think I think you covered it well. I mean, they're just really trying to make sure that they're protecting the franchise image. Mm. And, you know, some of the things that, um, you know, where they did have this, you know, characters that didn't belong together in the Star Wars weekends, um, they felt really they had to make sure that they, they didn't do that. You know, as a rule. So. That's why you didn't have the Star Wars dance-offs anymore. Right. Uh, there you go. <laughs> and the Star Wars uh, Disney character crossovers. Uh, oh, and, that's uh, a great point. And uh, that that really um, is is a is a downer for me um, because I want all of the the Disney character Star Wars crossover stuff I can handle, um, <laughs> which is which is uh, you know. Uh, another reason why I'm I'm drawn to the Hyperion Adventures podcast because it's, it's very much a merger of of Disney and Star Wars and wow. um, and a couple other things uh, peppered in there of course however um, huge draw for me because I love both franchises um, right. obviously yeah. do we right before before Rob started the Giant Temple Archives podcast we used to talk about how our show was the the Disney podcast that desperately wishes it was a Star Wars right. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that has helped inspire Rob a little bit to go ahead and, and create that and invite me on to be his co-host. Well, it's funny you bring up, you know, Rob's uh, podcast, the Jedi Temple Archives podcast. You know, we've tried it several times to take the tour, but the ride keeps on going down. So um, our um, our boarding group never gets uh, selected. So uh, we actually left the park and went back to the hotel room. But before we That's get true. to That's true. Before we get to the way Disney purchased uh, Star Wars, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Ah, this thing won't start. Hi, I'm Dad Tresco Jr. of Tresco's Family Speeders. This weekend only, it's an explosion of savings. Get double the value for your trade 
towards a new X36 land speeder, no matter the condition. Stop in to see our friendly staff. These savings won't last long at either of our Alderan locations, located in the third sector or our flagship store in the central spaceport today. Okay, and we're back. After Disney purchased Star Wars, we moved into a new era of fandom with Star Wars. And we talk about movies, we talk about Disney Plus, and just how, like we spoke about at the very beginning of this episode, just how rich we are right now of content, of books and movies and cartoons, comics. It's it's a plethora of content. And as a Star Wars fan, you can't help but be excited for not only what we can get now, like with The Mandalorian, but right. Cassian Andor and the Obi-Wan series and The High Republic coming out you know, shortly. It's just so exciting to be a Star Wars fan. Completely agree. I mean, uh, you know, we've, I've talked about it many times. <laughs> I say that exact word, Charles, on the Jedi Temple Archives podcast many times. It's a great time to be a Star Wars fan right now. Um, and, you know, not everybody loves everything, and that's fine, you know, that's out there right now. Um, but if you just wait, there's going to be something else that comes out that may more uh, be of an appeal to you. But there's so much great stuff in between the movies, in between the mm-hmm. television shows, the comics, the books. I mean, we grew up in an era where we saw a Star Wars movie and we waited three years until we saw another Star Wars right. movie. And there was really yep. not much in between that. And so now we're like, spoiled. we're like, how long do we have to wait for the Mandalorian? <laughs> <laughs> 30 days? I don't know if I can make it. <laughs> I don't know if I can make it. <laughs> Try three years, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and just how they have so many different um, types of how, how they present the story. So different type of animation. And, you know, so it, it's hitting... Uh, interest like if somebody is a fan of all things Star Wars, you got so much content to 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 watch. If you're if you're not if you're more of a Western person and you you haven't really attached yourself to Star Wars, you can have that same experience in The Mandalorian. And mm-hmm. and I think they're just you know we've always known that the Disney Company is amazing at storytelling, even telling stories that we've heard one way as a child and then they change mm-hmm. it. Um, and, and like you said, they, they have a plethora of characters to tell backstories of. And it's just, it, I think it really helps open up the interest to more than just the people who watch the original movies. Right. There's all these new avenues for, for people to break into Star Wars, right. you know, for them to, you know, we all found like, you know, obviously I grew up, and you, Michelle and I, we watched the original Star Wars, uh, you know, when it was the original Star Wars or later titled A New Hope. When it came out, that was our avenue. And my son, uh, he was of age about the time he to go see his first movie was uh, Phantom Menace. Mm. And, you know, some people banned that movie. And he, but that, if you ask him today, he'll still say that's his favorite Star Wars movie because he watched it when he was like mm-hmm. five years old, you right. know? So that was his favorite film. Now, there's so many other things. There's the new Lego uh, Star Wars holiday special oh, about wow, to come out on right. you know? It's another avenue for kids to start, you know, delving into the Star Wars universe. You know, it's not canon or anything, but it's fun at the same time. And you get to know some of these characters in a different way. And it's another way, if you watch that, you you may enjoy it more. Uh, Star Wars Rebels, the Clone Wars. There's all sorts of different Mm -hmm. ways to, to bring yourself in, bring new people in, bring kids of all ages 
into the Star Wars universe. And I think that's that could be nothing right. but a good thing. Yeah. And they all have common threads to it, but totally different looks and totally different, I guess, direction of where they're really trying to, uh, how they're trying to tell that story. Yeah, I think it, uh, when you talk about different tastes and different um, people liking different things at work, I have I have a a badge. Um, I have had the Mandalorian and the Child, and random people be like, "Oh, Mandalorian!" And like like people that like when you know when you look at people and you're like, "That's a Star Wars fan." Mm-hmm. And you look at other yeah. people and you're like, "Oh, that's a Star Wars fan." Mm-hmm. I did not know. You know what I mean? <laughs> But they see Mando and Baby Yoda on my badge, and they're like, oh, that's – and then and th- I'm like, I know. I get it. Um, <laughs> so it's really cool to to be able to kind of bring those people into the fold because of all these different mediums, mm-hmm. right? You know? mm-hmm. And and people, people online or people in real life that are like, so should I watch this Clone Wars cartoon thing or – or whatever and i'm like yes absolutely yeah. mm-hmm. because it's fantastic it's some right. of the best writing in all of star wars to have all these different mediums and and all these different um sort of subplots and storylines is really kind of bringing more people in mm-hmm. to be fans which is really very exciting right, right. and one right. thing you you're, you're which is interesting and i i thought this all along with uh the mandalorian and you know some people we're so used to now in the age of streaming that when uh, shows come out, they all they just dump them all out. They dump out all mm-hmm. 10, 13, whatever episodes out at one time. But Disney Plus is not doing it that way for their new shows. They're doing them week by week. Mm-hmm. It's the return of the water cooler show where you watch it. Everybody watches yep. it you know, in their own time. You know, So you're right, not yeah. three episodes ahead of somebody else or whatever. And then you're at work or with your buddies or wherever. And you're talking about that episode and you have that week to watch it again, right. discuss it. And I love that about it as much as I, yeah, I want to, I want to watch the next episode as soon as it comes out. I kind of like the fact that we can all sit down and discuss what we just saw before we rush off to watch the next one. Right. Right. One of my coworkers, he came up to me, he goes, did you watch the latest Mandalorian episode? He's just, oh my gosh, I couldn't believe it. It was Boba Fett, but it wasn't Boba Fett. It was Cobb Vanth. It was so cool. And I'm like, oh, and what did you think of the guy at the end? And he was like, yeah, and? It's like, that's <laughs> Tamora Morrison. He goes, okay. I said, remember in Attack of the Clones and and, and Jango Fett? And he goes, oh, my, that's the same actor. He lost his mind. And he says, I got to go back and watch that tonight. So you have these different layers of excitement that bring the fans in and allow the universe to be more explored and having these different layers of excitement for the fans whether it be top level or deep 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 layer cuts you now have these physical in-person experiences like the cruises or like you know galaxy's edge or the disney runs where you now start to have these in-person experiences and like michelle was saying they are canon specific and very Mm -hmm on the path of making sure the experience is consistent from start to end. And that can only mean uh, a boon for the future of Disney and Star Wars. You know, and we were very fortunate, um, speaking of the Disney cruise, that we were on the inaugural sailing of Disney Day, (gasps) Star Wars Day. Because we're doing show and tell. Okay, well, thank you for coming, everybody. Uh, We're out of here. we got to look at this poster for the next 15 minutes. (laughs) Wow. (gasps) 
Yeah. So it, it is about the inaugural, the inaugural one. It's it's um dated. I mean, I'm not dated. It's an it's numbered. numbered. Yes. Numbered limited edition. Right. Um, it's coins. It's worth. Yes. It's 80. number 87 of 195. And wow. it's got it's got the coins and everything. And and we really did. We splurged on that cruise. We we upgraded to concierge. <laughs> brag, um, brag, brag, brag. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like Rob so, uh, earlier today. <laughs> so you know, we had to go into the concierge lounge and you know, hang out with um uh, Neil Patrick Harris. But you know, I it was Ooh. just a regular cruise. But <laughs> regular cruise, whatever. Whatever. Neil 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 H. Don't worry. Um, it was cool. I mean, that, that thing, you know, it was, it was great to, I mean, it was pretty much for the most part, a regular Disney cruise. Mm -hmm. Uh, they, they did have all the movies playing in the theater, the Star Wars oh. all, all throughout it, which was awesome. It was right. not long after, um, yeah, it was, the, it was at, right after Force Awakens right, came right. out. It was so the first time Force Awakens played on at the sea. Right. Oh, um, wow. that was that was pretty cool too. And then they had one day, you know, if you've been on a Disney cruise, um, most days they have Disney music playing through the halls, which is cool on its own. Right. But then you wake up on the morning of the Star Wars Day at Sea and you open the door and it's all John Williams throughout <laughs> the hallways and it's amazing. And then yes. everybody's decked out in costumes or at least some sort of little uh, bounding, you right, know, dealing right. with Star Wars. And they have a few panels throughout the day that you can mm -hmm. attend and different speakers at, at different times. And it's, it's, it's was spectacular. This was the first one. So there were some bugs that they right. needed to work out. Right. Um, but it was, a, it was a blast. But they had like random characters, you know, mm -hmm. going around. So like somebody would be, uh, you know, out maybe, you know, at the pool or playing shuffleboard or something. And then suddenly some stormtroopers come up and, oh, you know, wow. <laughs> interfere. Um, and then, uh, in the evening, <laughs> you know, and then, the sir, food... this is not an approved game of the empire. <laughs> You're too accurate. What's going on? And what's funny is if you go on a Disney cruise, the people playing shuffleboard are like six and seven year old kids, you know, and, and all of a sudden this happens, you know, it's just amazing to watch. And, um, and then the, you know, the food and the treats are all, you know, Star Wars themed. And, you know, when Tom's talking about going through the halls and hearing the music, it's not like, okay, no matter where you are in the ship at this time, they're playing this song, you go to a different deck and it's a different song, you know? So you're just constantly wow. having, you know, all these changes and, and, you know, oh yeah, you know, and experiences. And then in the evening, they have um, they out on the top deck. They have an amazing show. You know, uh, lasers, and they have you film, know, film clips. clips on the big uh, screen over the pool. Character area. appearances all come out and nice. dancing with your lightsaber. Yep, and they finish it off with fireworks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about <laughs> yeah. uh it's, it's really cool uh and also you know I, I and again if you know disney cruise line they have a unique horn for their ship that mm -hmm. does when you wish upon a star right well on star wars day at sea it does the imperial march which oh, is a, wow that's amazing yeah. thing when they blow that thing out. oh yeah. that's cool oh my gosh yeah. right so you know it, it it really is um 
wonderful. And, and, you know, I think like we've talked, you have that immersive experience, you know, and you can, you know, certainly dress up and they encourage that. And, um, but you also get to gain some knowledge because they do have speakers that come out and, you know, share oh, some, cool. some behind the scenes information. And so it, it's just an all around great family event. I think we should all go on one. Yeah. All right. So, um, Let's go. Well, I was going to say that I'm green with jealousy, but uh, Tom makes a great point. Um, so we're still friends. Um, <laughs> so... Yeah, as soon as we heard that they were doing this, um, I'm like, they, they, they did a big announcement online or just to the Disney Parks blog or whatever it was. And I'm like, we have to book this. We have yeah. to do it. It's yeah. everything. We love. Yeah, we're yeah. all wrapped up in one little thing, you know, and so we bought it and went a little crazy over. You know, we're still paying for it, I think. But, but. It, was, it was it was amazing, you know. Yeah, it's a memory yeah. we'll always we'll always have. You know? Yeah. I mean, another thing that we've been able to enjoy, too, is um, here on the West Coast, Disneyland does a lot of these special evening themed events uh, and you know they did have the uh, disneyland after dark star wars night and they did it on the evening of may 3rd that you stayed there till midnight where the parade was to ring in may the 4th oh that's awesome that's so cool and really yeah and um you know the fireworks at the castle with the, the star wars music and you know again that was one of those when you just walked around the parks it was a lot of great Star Wars music projections and, projections and, yeah, and character and... meet and greets. And I think we got a picture with Sabine Wren for mm -hmm, one. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're always a long, the, the, the pictures are always a long wait at Disneyland. So right. we don't always wait in all the lines, but that, that was one we were happy to get. For sure. That's cool. I got kicked out of a picture with Sabine Wren. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I, so um, this this is a, it's a very interesting segue actually yes. um, into the Run Disney events. Mm. Uh, ah. So uh, my daughter and I do the um, do the five k Star Wars runs, and mm. um, and then I typically do we'll we'll do the ten k's. The one year we ran as Kanan and Sabine. Mm. And oh. she she had had a bit of a mishap prior, um, where she attempted to cut her hair, and, and, oh. and, and long long story short, her hair was was short at that time. <laughs> I it is what it is. Anyway, so um, with her hair being that short in March, I was like, well, next month is April, and we got the run. Um, yeah. You could run as Sabine because she has the short hair and all. We do the spray and yeah. color and everything. So she had like the the awesome colored hair that Sabine has. I made her an outfit and the whole bit. She had a dark saber. Mm -hmm. If you don't know what that is, we've got an episode on it. It's fantastic. <laughs> Very and informative. The, and the picture of her is actually the artwork for the episode. So there you go. <laughs> right. Exactly. So um, she did the Sabine and I did the Canaan and. You know, we ran because she knew that Sabine and Ezra were on the course from years prior. So it was like, all right, cool. So we get to the Canaan and uh, the, the Sabine and Ezra photo op on the course. Right. And she's like, all right, cool. We're here. Let's do it. I was like, all right, cool. So we get in line and we do the thing and then we take the picture. And then like Sabine and Sabine are like, uh, this is like Spectre 5 only and kicked me and Ezra. 
I've never heard this story. I did not know this. <laughs> yeah. So, so I have I have one photo and like I had the Kanan uh headpiece. Yeah, you were like they, fantastic as Kanan. It was like you had the, the hairpiece. Oh my yeah. god. Yes, I did wear a wig. But anyway, um so <laughs> my hair is not that fantastic or that long. So um <laughs> So yeah, so I have one photo from the from the Disney Run photographers um, of us like, and I'm like, you know, trying to be all like super Jedi like with them, like, <laughs> and um, so it was like, all right, cool. And then immediately after the shutter click, they were like, you guys are out. <laughs> so, so then they had this whole photo shoot in the middle of a race between the two Sabines and you know and 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 the other Sabine had the blasters and then Emily had the dark saber and they're like uh, trading stuff I'm like okay so Ezra's like you know basically shooting the bantha over here with me <laughs> cuz there's nothing else to do while these two, I'm like we still got like 2 miles to run <laughs> but yeah so they had a whole photo shoot and my and my you know my my Disney wow. photo cast has like 12 photos of the two of them oh my carrying on and, and me and Ezra over there talking about holocrons or something I don't know <laughs> and didn't you say that other runners were stopping their run to take pictures of Emily and Sabine, oh, cast member, wow. because they couldn't believe how awesome it was. They were stopping their run and their timing to take pictures of the two of the Sabines. Wow, very cool. Yeah, and and I had countless people wanting to um, hold the Darksaber because it did light up. And, um, well, of course. And wow. at the time, and Clone Wars were the only places that had the Darksaber. So... Um, so they, um, you know, they hadn't seen it in live action ever, and here we are with a dark saber, and um, like everybody, everybody lost their minds because it, it lit yeah. up, and, and at 5 a.m. when you start the run and you light up yeah. this dark saber, um, everybody really was like minds were blown. And, wow! Oh, I sure bet. Wow, that's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, we've run in a we've run in a couple of the Star Wars races here on the West Coast when they're still doing Run Disney out of right. Disneyland, and they're still doing Run Disney in general. Uh, but when they're out here at Disneyland, we've run both the 5K and the 10K out here mm -hmm. at Disneyland, and then we our first ever half marathon was the uh, the Star Wars right. half marathon out at Walt Disney World. So much fun! I um, yeah. we are. I that's what um kind of I I don't refer to myself as a runner because I'm not. Mm -hmm. But, but that's, that's what got me into running. Um, I was very upset when I heard that Disneyland announced that they were having Star Wars races. And I was like, well, that's not even fair. Cause like we don't have them on the East coast. And like my, and my wife will tell you, I pitched such a fit. <laughs> about the West Coast getting these 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 Star Wars runs, so then the next year they announce them for Disney World, and she's like, "Well, now you have them," and I'm like, "Well, now I kind of have to run them because I I put such a fit about yeah, exactly. not being able to." So, oh my I god, I better like try and run. Yeah. So why on this course? So, um, yeah, so then my first organized run um, was uh, was the 
the Star Wars, the inaugural Star Wars 5K at Disney World, wow. where I um I did the whole like Dagobah Luke with Lil Yoda on the back, and oh, um so good, and and I didn't die. So uh, <laughs> because of that success in my book, that's a success. Um, I uh, I began running because I didn't wa- I wanted to continue doing them and right. not die. So. <laughs> I had to continue training, and now I I, I run them. So there's wow. that. Very cool. <laughs> we highly recommend them for yeah. all the you know the I mean of course the Star Wars ones which we love, but we've run in many different uh, uh, topics. As mm-hmm. a matter of fact, when our trip in February that we were going out there was originally supposed to be the princess. It was going to be our first right. time running in the princess races. Yeah, um, and Tom but... had his gown all picked out. Mm-hmm. And everything. <laughs> oh. I had my tiara. I was ready to go. You know, but. <laughs> Um, but unfortunately, you know, obviously the world we're living in now, those have been turned to virtual events, mm-hmm. so we won't be doing that, but we're still making that fun trip and we're excited about that. But, you know, even just the 5Ks, you don't have, I mean, yes, it, it does inspire you to get into mm-hmm. better shape to get out there and do these things and be more fit, but you don't have, you don't, it's not like you have to run this whole thing. You right. do not have to be ready to go out there and run in a, you know, a, a seven minute mile, you right. know, for three miles. Yeah. You can go out there and you can walk a little bit, run a little bit, stop, take pictures like you guys did mm-hmm. just to enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. That's what these things are all right, about, right. you know, and then the, uh, if you enjoy it, you know, doing the 5K, maybe you want to try a 10K. It's right. not that right. much longer. It's a little bit longer, but it's, you know, it's not. A, and then who knows, maybe you'll eventually want to, you know, branch out and right. really try to have marathon. But I find, I find the 10K, the 5Ks are great, um, but the 10Ks are kind of the best bang right, for your yeah. buck. As far as you, you get a little bit more time in the parks, you get a little bit more uh, characters that you can interact right. with and everything. Um, I, I love the 10K. Right. Personally. Yeah, me too. Much better than the mar- half marathon. <laughs> half marathons will wear you out, especially in that Florida humidity when you're used to California weather. But it's, it's funny you should mention half marathon because Pat and I basically spent a half marathon in one of our last uh, Rise of Resistance uh, <laughs> cues before, before everything shut down. You know, we were... We had gone together to uh, the, you know, Star Wars Park, or as most people call it, uh, Hollywood Studios, and um, we had a uh, boarding group of you know late '80s, and so we were in the park. We spent an entire day, eight, nine plus hours in Galaxy's Edge. Sure, we took a little trip out over to uh, Epcot for some awesome yeah, cupcakes, I mean, but had, yeah, Festival of the Arts was it? Yeah, it's Festival yeah, of the Arts. Right. So we had our we had our cupcakes right. and stuff. Right. Yeah, sure. But the immersiveness of Galaxy's Edge, I think, really brings everything we've talked about tonight into a physical space. And whether it be right. the sets, the storylines, the uh, characters from books that you may not know, like Vi Marathi, or obviously Kylo Ren and Rey are there and Chewie. Right. But the walk through that tunnel you are right. there you are in star wars and it right. takes all of these different aspects and it's it's almost tear jerking the amount mm-hmm. of emotion that you can feel once you walk into that whether you're a top level sort of like just getting into star wars or you're deep deep cut style star wars fan who can who's been there for 40 years it's the most awesome experience and i just hope that everyone one day can actually experience that it's such a an amazing uh, feeling of being able to just drop yourself into a world where the cast members, everyone right. there is all about Star Wars. And 
yeah they may break character but for the most part you're bright sun's traveler and it's all all that there's no tags there's nothing it's it's 100 percent immersive experience right and you can make it so much of whatever you want it to be you know and and some of the things that we really enjoy there too is just having those conversations with cast members because when they are in character and you know you ask them questions like where are you from or how long have you you know been working here Mm. and things and and you know they they just continue to draw you into their story and you know and and all the little you know things that you can do with you know the data ports and everything Mm -hmm. you can make it so much of whatever you want it to be and have so much fun and even if you weren't a star wars fan mm-hmm. you still know that this is a unique place to be and it offers such a unique setting and feel and um something that you can really enjoy it's so immersive that when you're walking around it and when you spent a few hours in there you practically forget that the, oh yeah we're just right outside through these archways that through these right yes. is the rest of Disney Park, right. you practically forget me walking. You're like, oh yeah, that's right. All this exists right. because you do feel they've done a great job of, for the most part, uh, cutting out the rest right. of the the park. Yeah. Um, and you just don't see it. And then they have the, all these great sound effects going on. I mean, you, yes. <laughs> right? It's classic where everybody ducks. Right. You know, <laughs> yes. Everybody, you look, everybody looks up, and you're like. Uh, we were lucky, I think, when our one of our first visits to mm-hmm. Disneyland's uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, and it was kind of an overcast day. Right. So when the sound effects going on above, you really could believe it. There was a TIE fighter flying right. above <laughs> you. <laughs> you couldn't see it anyway. So it was, you know, it's just an amazing right. experience. You walk through that marketplace, and it just feels like you're you've dropped right, right in it somewhere within uh, a Star Wars film, a Star Wars, somewhere in the Star Wars right. universe. It's it's spectacular. I know some people have had some criticisms about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, but um, I I love every little mm-hmm. bit of it, and I can't wait to go back. And it, it just it it's that my childhood dreams right. come true to mm-hmm. be able to walk into a Star Wars mm-hmm. film in right there right. within Disney Disneyland or Walt Disney World. And we're definitely looking forward when they're really upping the game with the uh, Star Wars cruise. Galactic Star Cruiser. Galactic Star Cruiser. Oh. I mean, where you are, you know, really kind of forced to be in a totally immersive situation there. I mean, that's going to be mind-blowing. Yeah. Yeah, it was, um, you know, being there last weekend, we were driving past the Star Cruiser several times a day. Um, <laughs> Disney security was like, what are you doing here again? And I'm like, I'm checking on the progress, making sure that my, you know, making sure that, you know, my room is, is up to par. Um, so, I, you know, it's it's just um, that's that's going to be even uh, more incredible. But literally, Charles and I's birthday wish was mm-hmm. was to to spend another day in Batu, which we had both been previously um quite a few times um and but it was just like that's what we want to do for our birthday mm-hmm. so um so that's what we did and we were there we were the first people in line at park open um like we were right by the tap styles um yeah. for <laughs> open and um you know first people in the park and then of course we did the boarding group thing and all and mm-hmm. um and we left at what like 8 30 at night yep yep so wow. you know aside from our little um you know 
side quest to Epcot for cupcakes. Um, <laughs> we were in Batu, and yeah. um, you know, we we I think we did Star Wars, uh, Star Tours once or twice, mm-hmm. um, but otherwise in Batu. <laughs> so yeah. um, it just it's there. It's so unique and so interesting to go to the different corners and alcoves and just see mm-hmm. the design that went into it and right. um and then of course see how they cook meat with pod racer engines <laughs> right um and then of course you know uh dave filoni and john favreau took that idea for Mandalorian, yeah. yeah which is fine i mean we're okay right. with that that's fine um it's in canon but I like my medium rare, you know. Right. Right. It's, not, it's not a Rodian for, for dank Eric's sake. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, all that stuff is just, it's, it's, it's so unique. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, you know, being in Toy Story Land and Pandora and all these things are like, oh, well, they're immersive and, and all this. They are, but... Like Tom was saying, with the the the, the sounds of the creatures scuttling yeah, right. through the uh, through the foliage near you and all, and um, and just those sort of secondary and tertiary um, sounds and sights and feels of of a batu are just just deep in the immersion in the experience, right. and right. it's just. Um, it's such a cool place to be, just to hang yeah. out. And right. uh, like the first time, like opening day, we were there on opening day, mm-hmm. and I don't think we did anything. I mean, we got yeah. our obligatory picture in front of the Falcon. Yeah. But other than that, we didn't do anything no. um, aside from have breakfast, but we just were there. And, you know, the lines for everything were, it was crazy long and all this. And, you know, our main objective was to be there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we looked at the architecture, we saw the marketplace, we, right. you know, just were immersed in the land. And, you know, every time I go back, it's just, it's, it's just such a cool place to be. We all know that it's not cheap to get into disney parks it it takes an investment in there but once we got there we actually didn't spend anything beyond food that day we you know the 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 lightsaber building wasn't part of our itinerary the droid building wasn't right. part of that as well we just were there immersed within the characters the story the people watching we sat i think maybe for about 45 minutes maybe close to an hour we were just sitting along one of the walls just watching people interact right. with the characters and it was a joy and we (laughs) didn't spend more than 25 dollars a piece that day and spent eight hours in a land that was jaw-dropping for just the experience and the happiness of pure joy of being there and that's that's when you think about it it's it's rare that you can do that where you can sure you pay a a, a sort of premium to get in there but we had access to the Mm -hmm. uh, the falcon ride we had access to the rise of resistance all the, right. the interactions with Ray, Pat was wearing his um, uh, Bespin, not Bespin, but um, uh, oh, Yavin Luke, Luke yes. coat. Uh, people were searching him out to take pictures, you know, with Ray <laughs> and with uh, Vi Marathi. 
all those types of experiences were all part of once you walk through those archways, like Tom was saying, that once you're in there, you're in there. And it, it just made the whole day that much more better. Right. And where, and where else are you going to have a 25-minute conversation about coaxium? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Aside from us. <laughs> and then you, you break out the data pad and you just go around and you can do all these missions yes. all day as well. Yeah. If you're looking to do that. And that's always right. a lot of fun as well. Well, and as the sun goes down, it has a whole different oh, look yes. to it at night and the feel. Um, we're really happy here at Disneyland because you can be in Batu Batu and watch fireworks in the background. Right above the spires, right above right. the Right. So it looks like there's a battle they, going on go out there and when uh, they return. Yes. Well, yeah, returns. or like or like you just you know defeated the Empire and the Death Star is right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's just, it's a beautiful land, and like I said, it just has a different, totally uh, alluring look at nighttime and how things uh, would they play with shadowing and things. It's just amazing. It's ten-year-old me, mm -hmm. my dream that when I first saw A New Hope in the theaters, it's that dream come true. Right. It's it's something I always wanted. I was always dreamed of being able to step into Star Wars and. Uh, first day getting to walk into there and yes you, you said mm -hmm. it's emotional you, you, it's almost emotional no it, i was completely in tears walking up to the walking into there walking up to the falcon walking through the marketplace mm -hmm. because it was everything i dreamed of what an amazing night we've had with tom and michelle from a hyperion adventures podcast tonight and really exploring the disney and star wars experience has become since they purchased them, but also beforehand. And we really thank both of you coming on and joining us and really delving into some of the history, but also some of the excitement that we currently have going on as Star Wars fans. And we can't thank you enough for spending an hour or more <laughs> with us tonight and having a great time. Really appreciate it. We're really just honored. And this is a blast for us. Um, we enjoy, you know, chatting with you all. And uh, it's just, it's just kind of like having a family Zoom meeting, right? I mean, yes. we're just talking fun things that we would talk about anyway. Yeah. Right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, it's just a great time with you guys all the time. Um, we, we think you guys are spectacular. Yeah. We're honored that you are willing to have us on your show to talk about such fun things. And uh, we just really appreciate it so very much. Well, you're most welcome. And so for our listeners who may not know where you guys are situated on socials and, and podcasts, can you guys give us like a quick rundown of where everyone can find you? Sure. Uh, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. The very best place to find us, though, is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. Uh, if you want to find us on uh, social media, we're on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And we do also have a YouTube channel that we mentioned a little bit earlier where we, we do uh, pretty much mostly just videotape our episodes, but we add a lot of pictures and a lot of descriptors. <laughs> and so you can kind of be a little more entertained than just watching us, the two of us just yammer on yeah. for an hour or so uh, about Star Wars and Disney and Marvel and everything. But uh, if you want to find us on YouTube, just do a search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast and then hit subscribe. And whenever we have a video, you will know. Fantastic. And you also have an awesome newsletter, by the way. Uh, we've subscribed oh. and we get it every week. And not only is it a great recap of what you guys are talking about 
currently it's you know what you guys are talking about soon and you guys have an awesome recipe that i salivate over every tuesday or thereabouts so um i blame you uh, on tuesdays for an increase in calories and uh, carbs so thank you very much for that my pleasure yeah that, that we that is from the disney dishes blog which is another website that we do that we do some recreate some uh various disney recipes some of them actual recipes i have some i just kind of work out myself but that was michelle's idea and we have a lot of fun with that see i stay away from the disney dishes online um, <laughs> but somehow keep getting dragged into them via text and and then therefore food envy so I do thank you both for that. That's fantastic. Yeah, I do send those out occasionally. Hey, look what we're having for dinner tonight. <laughs> Jealous. Great. <laughs> we're, at, we're over here at Taco Bell. <laughs> oh, man. Well, Pat, where can everyone find us? Um, online. All right. And that's uh, that's our show tonight. <laughs> We uh, we exist on uh, conversations um, is our uh, you know our our main hub. We have the conversations dot com and uh, that's with a W an S and a W actually because it's for Star Wars. It's kind of a, a, a <laughs> play Wars. on words, I guess, uh, or play on letters. There you um, go. <laughs> but you know, aside from that, we are on Facebook and Twitter. We're at facebook.com slash conversations. Twitter at Suations. We have a conversations page on Instagram. We've got like a Spreadshirt store and we do stuff with the Red Five Podcast Network. Mm. And um and we're, you know, much funnier in person, I think, than um <laughs> on our website. But um, you know, that's my take. <laughs> I fully support you in that. <laughs> well, once again, thank you very much, Tom and Michelle. Uh, you got a wonderful show. We encourage everyone who's listening right now to subscribe to your show for all the greatest tips and uh, insight on Disney and parks and Marvel and Star Wars and uh, just great topics, too, that are really insightful and fun to participate in with and you guys got a great show and we can't recommend it more enough oh, thank you so more much yeah. thanks for allowing us to come and have a conversation with you <laughs> well Pat do you want to send us off with uh, this episode not really <laughs> <laughs> just keep it going <laughs> alright um, yeah I guess so um, I don't know what do we want to do well how about this since we've got a Disney slash Star Wars um <laughs> crossover okay well apparently what i'm going to say is irrelevant so you got an idea <laughs> no go ahead uh, I, mean, I was going to say like to hear it. maybe a little jack sparrow just to sort of break the mold yes but i'm not so sure he believes in the pork <laughs> he just <laughs> believes in the rum <laughs> drink enough rum i think everything's possible <laughs> see um, there you go it was either that or oh, may the force be with you <laughs> Like you didn't use both of those. Those are great. Exactly. <laughs> Got two options. <laughs>
So the next time you're itching for quality content, make sure you head over to red5network.com. You'll find this podcast along with a whole lot more. All wings report in. It's the Red 5 Network. 